You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to do, 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 do. Where Sean Levine will step into the cage with Brendan Tobin in... Are you going to fight me? I'm going to fight your ass. Here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. You know the rules. I want a good, clean fight. When I tell you to break, I want you to step back out my command and break. Now go back to the corner and come out fighting at the bell. All right, here we go. Meet up in the middle of the octagon and let's get at it. That's Brendan Tobin. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. The segment is called, You're Going to Fight Me. We were just talking about Leon Edwards, and uh, I think besides Leon, it was Kelvin Gastelum that, uh, excuse me, I think that, back that up, back that up, beep, all right, dude, beep, all right, right, yeah, I'm good, all right, (laughs) Kelvin Gastelum, I I blended together two different things, I I think Kelvin Gastelum gave Israel Adesanya his best fight before his last one and before Jan, you gonna fight me on that? reason I bring it up is because Gastelum was supposed to be on this card. Nah, that was an awesome fight. Awesome fight. And Castle uh, just a, he's a confounding dude, man. I mean, he was when he won the Ultimate Fighter and he was the last guy picked. And uh, he's been a puzzle ever since, really, between weight classes and the fights he wins and the fights he loses, mostly losing lately. And also the way that he pulls out of fights because, man, that was a gross staff infection on his face. Remember when he uh, walked around with the belt like he was the champion, though? I, I could never get that image out of my head. It was so cringeworthy that I just I couldn't deal with it and then like you said he's had his chances and he made Izzy look ugly after that fight so it's just he's never really gotten to the mountaintop if you will but yeah Gaston's been in some pretty fun fights um we found out last week that Khabib is done that's it he's done training Islam he's done training himself he's done coaching he's done with the whole thing are you gonna fight me if I say that doesn't last six months. Like, Khabib's a fighter. That's what he does. I just, I don't think it's going to last very long. He'll be back. Um, I will fight you on the fact that I, I think anybody could take a six-month vacation. Like, yeah, I think that six months, that that seems uh, that seems very doable. I feel like he could uh, do six months because Islam's going to fight in, what is it? It's uh, March, April, whenever the hell it is. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he's, he's coming up and he's going to fight that. So that's kind of behind it. He gets that out of his way. You know, what you last a couple of months. I feel like he could last six months. That's no that's no sweat for Khabib. Will he be back? I think so. But then also, you know, he did keep true to staying retired, which a lot of fighters don't even do. So I think that I think he will be back in some capacity eventually. He seemed really into promoting fights. I don't know, you know, that just went by the the wayside too. And Kevin Lee's looking for a new home now, it seems. So I think he will eventually be back, but six months uh, that's doable. 
I tell my girlfriend this all the time, BT, and you can listen if you want. Khabib can listen if he wants. You get bored too easy. Like, Khabib was awesome. He's one of the best. If not, a lot of people regard him as the best fighter of all time, but he still had so much gas left in the tank. With the Eagle FC promotion, I felt like, I mean, we were just talking about it last year. We were bringing people on. They were having fights. And then this is gone, and now he's got a champion in Islam, and he's not even going to be in his corner to defend it one time. Like, what? Just this is life. It's not always going to be new and exciting. So, what's up with this dude? Like, he gets out too early. Yeah, but you know, I would say, and I don't know what we don't know much about Khabib's personal life. Like, he's one of the most private fighters I think ever. Um, you think about the special relationship that he had with his dad and how much that meant to him. I could understand like, Hey, I want to be a dad. I want to raise my kids. I want to start having them wrestle bears. Maybe he wants to take his kid to wrestle his first bear. You ever think of that? It's time to, it's time to move on. Islam's not his kid. He he completed the cycle. Let's you know, it's never going to get better than that. He probably knows that it's never better than getting your, it, there's nothing like winning it. And I think for him, he's been there for that moment now. You take little Habib, go wrestle bed. Come on. That's the thing, though. Like, with little Habib, I can't do the accent as well as you just did. I think he's done with fighting, period. I think he's going to let that kid play soccer or something. I don't know, Maybe. man. Just feel – Habib's a weird guy. We always talk about Tony Ferguson and Sean Strickland and some of these other characters. Khabib, he's, he's a unique character himself. Speaking of his protege, Islam Makachev, Right now, he's a huge favorite against Alexander Volkanovsky. Are you going to fight me if I tell you that it would be ridiculous to not lay money down on Alexander Volkanovsky because he can absolutely win this fight, and the odds you're getting are just too good? I'm going to fight you just because I'm starting to hear that too much, and now it makes me feel like Islam's going to go buzzsaw him just like he did to Charles Oliveira because I felt but like we felt all of that number. You're going to pay minus 400? I don't know. I might find a method. I'll see what the, the odds are by the time we get to that fight promotion. We'll give that the, the time it deserves. But now, like, I, I always am wary of, like, when we all start thinking something is too good to be true, you know, maybe somebody knows a little something or maybe maybe we should, you know, open our eyes a little bit to it. And, you know, I was definitely slow on Islam. I thought, and I think understandably so, like, he got a, a an easy path to the title. But he won that title looking easy. And so I feel like maybe the guy's a lot better than we think that he has. And we're just starting to see him scratch the surface. Um, and look, it's good for Volkanovsky, but it is a it is a big step up. I mean, the guy is is uh, is not a behemoth, and now he's stepping up in weight. So it's a tough cha- it is a tough challenge. I, I do think it's a disrespectful line for sure, but now I'm like worried that everybody's starting to be on that path, you know. That's why I think that not a lot of money is going to come in. I mean, people are going to bet on that fight. That's not what I'm saying. But I can't imagine a lot of money is going to come in on Islam, even he as good as he is, even if you think he's going to dominate the fight like he did against Charlie Olives at that number you're having to pay. I'm not going to pay 500 bucks to get 100 bucks back, which is what it might be by the time that fight goes down. So that's going to be an interesting one to keep your eyes on. You're going to fight me here on the BetQL Network. As we work our way towards tonight's main event, Sean Strickland versus Nasardine Imovov. Imovov right now a slight favorite, minus 135 at BetMGM. You can get Sean Strickland at plus 110. The middleweights are about to go at it as we speak, so we'll keep you updated from the apex. You're going to fight me if I say the apex needs to be done. Like now that COVID is pretty much behind us, 
and we've got live events everywhere. I think the Apex served its purpose, and I think it was great. But at this point, we need live fight nights everywhere, every time. Oh, I'm not going to fight you on that. Yeah, I think it's time. I'm a, I'm surprised because, you know, Dana was so about the uh, the promotion being back to what it is. And, you know, being at a fight night pretty recently, he's talked about the Orlando card a bunch. And, dude, I mean, people were there from the start. The first fight you were that there. place was Is that back. true? Were you there? I was there. I was you there. there. Okay. I, All right. Dude. That I'm, I'm. If you like it that much, I'm just. I, I, the reason I say this is not to to, to steal a term of the Levitard show. A uh, look at me, Louis. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying, like he seems to mention it so much that I would think that you would want to do it every single week. But it seems like we still got some apexes to to check off before we get there. Yeah, I'm with you. It's time to have live fight nights everywhere. Maybe every now and again, but. That thing more than served its purpose. Uh, you're going to fight me. I was re-watching Nate 1, and then I had to re-watch Nate 2 because it came up next on YouTube the other night when I couldn't sleep. I think because of the expectations we had, and I understand that Nate was a short-notice replacement for Rafael Dos Anjos the first time around, but because of the words that went back and forth, because of the way the fight went down, because of Nate 1, right, was the first guy to beat Connor in the octagon. I think both those fights are top five UFC fights all-time period. You're going to fight me? Wow. Both, Both of them. them. And, I'll, and I'll put one ahead of two only because I'm not sure Connor won the second fight. Do you think Connor won the second fight? It felt like they, they knew there was going to be a third at some point, and the only way to get a trilogy was to have it split the first two. I remember thinking I, I thought that he did win the second fight. I remember thinking that really? I thought he was going – I remember thinking that I thought he was going to lose the fight, and I was impressed with him you know, having anything left. Cause I thought for sure the same thing was going to happen. He was going to gas out and it was going to be over. Um, he kind of did for a minute, like in the third, oh, yeah. the early fourth, And then he got his gas no, he, back in the fourth. And then once he got it back, it was that's a very what impressed even him fight. I, I have no problem. With Great it. fight. Um, man, I will say that I think number one is like one of the top holy bleep moments of all time. Absolutely. And I would put two as I think two as the contender to be up there. But like one's up there with like with that moment with Ronda getting KO'd with Kamaru getting KO'd. Like those are some of like the most shocking jaw dropping. And and you know what's always makes it better is like when you're at a. I remember watching the Connor and Nate at a sports bar and like everybody's going nuts that Connor lost. It was crazy. I'll throw Amanda Giuliani in there also for the feeling that you're talking about where as you're watching it, the announcers are getting excited. You can see it kind of the underdog starting to do their thing. I mean, every now and again, you get that feeling, and that's why we love this sport so much. And it's pretty rare. We love all the fights. We watch them all. We bet on them. We try to make some money. It's entertaining. But, man, sometimes you get those special ones like you're talking about where, as fight fans, you remember exactly where you were when Overeem took out Brock Lesnar. Like, there are just those fights where you just you remember where you were when it happened. Oh, my God. When, when I'm just thinking of, you mentioned Overeem, the immediate thing I went to is Francis just knocking him up with that uppercut. Oh, my That's God. That's not even the worst vicious. shot he's ever taken. How about, oh, how about mean, when Jarzina Rosen strike hit him? No. That when he blew up his face? <laughs> that was crazy. Like, I feel like it's an upcoming segment. What fighter has taken the worst damage? Like, the had the most highlight shots time. against them? It's got to be Kareem, man. I mean, the guy eats horse meat, but still, he, he also gets punched in the face. All right. Uh, you're going to fight me if I tell you that YouTube boxing is dumb and over, 
period. I know Jake Paul is the one guy that's like surviving this whole thing, but it's run its course. You gonna fight me? Had no interest in whatever the hell was going on today with KSI. I don't know who Salt Poppy is. Maybe that makes me old. Maybe that makes me old, dude. Um, maybe I'll have we'll have to learn and do a fight because there'll be everybody's talking about it and we'll have to see where the action's going on it. I find it interesting that Jake is like interested in fighting these guys again. It almost makes me feel like he is, uh, you know, he's got so many things all over the place, but maybe he wants to get back into fighting reality stars because it's better business than him actually fighting fighters because it's hard, you know, it's hard to get people to be interested in him fighting, you know, crossing over worlds and him losing. But I'm with you. I don't care. KSI, he was supposed to fight Dylan Dennis. Who cares? Salt Poppy, Salt Bay. Who gives a rat's ass? Salt and Peppa. I don't know who it was. Um, Gervonta Davis, though. Tank, we do care about him. Looks like he's going to go down finally with Ryan Garcia on April 15th. Who you got? Because I've been telling you since we've been hosting the show now for a couple of years that I think Tank Davis is overrated. I know that he's got the one-hitter quitter power, and that Ryan Garcia has the fastest hands of anybody probably boxing right now. That being said, styles make fights, man. <sighs> I'm just a hater, so I'm going to take Ryan Garcia, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, I got Gervonta. I think Gervonta is a lot more skilled than people give him credit for. Um, I was impressed with what he did last week against Hector Luis Garcia. Hector Luis Garcia basically no mossed because he didn't get knocked out. He got beat up for the entire eighth round and basically didn't want to come out for the ninth. Claimed he couldn't see, uh, but he wasn't cut. Uh, Gervonta hits hard, man. He hits hard. I, and the other thing that's interesting about it is Gervonta sells out wherever he goes. And he said an interesting thing at his media day where he was like, you know, these guys think they know what it is to have a lot of followers and have a lot of fame. It's a different ball game when you have all these sellout crowds, which Ryan really hasn't had many of. And, and I'm fascinated what he's, what that's like. Cause you know, he's been a guy who's had a hard time with some, mental things and and dealing with scrutiny and the pressures of being a fighter and being as popular as he is. And I wonder what it's like being in a fight. That's this marquee. Gervonta has been a marquee guy now for a while. I know that people haven't scoffed a little bit at the competition and I get that criticism, but um, I'm fascinated by how Ryan handles that. But I also just think skill wise, I think Gervonta is a little bit more well-rounded, a little more dangerous. But you would agree that this is the first time on both sides that they fought a quote unquote, Real dude. I know that Gervonta Davis came close to losing just a couple of fights ago. I thought he lost on the cards. But th these are the dudes. I just give them credit because they're going to fight each other and they're both in the young. Like, we're watching now. Like, Errol Spencer was announced this week is going to fight Keith Thurman, who, look, I love Keith, but he hasn't been a relative welterweight in five, six years. He's, he's had major hand issues. The most interesting thing about him in the last three years is that he got knocked down by Manny Pacquiao. And so you're basically burying Errol versus Terrence Crawford. At least they're fighting, supposedly. Like, at least they're doing it. So you have to give the monster credit for that. That's true. I mean, all these other fights that we talk about, whether it's boxing all the way back to Pacquiao Mayweather, or you're talking about Spence Crawford, or for a while, I mean, it was even with the, with the heavyweights, these guys were dodging each other and still are to some extent. Heck, you can go to the heavyweights in the UFC with John Jones, like, it, it is nice to get the fights that we want to see at the right time. It's fine to get the names, but you got to get them at the right time. So I'm with you there. It's cool that we get to see. I mean, how old are those dudes? Ryan Garcia is like 23 or something. I think, I think Ryan. 
Yeah, Ryan's I think twenty four, twenty five, and I think Gervonta is twenty eight, twenty nine. Like they're they're both These way still in the prime. Ton of the a tank, decade plus to fight. So yeah, good good for, good for them for at least getting in the ring together. All right, coming up next, we go from the brawls to the balls. You see what I did there? And we're gonna talk a little bit of uh, get your mind out of the gutter, BT. We're gonna talk some NFL playoffs coming up next with a fight twist to it. I'm gonna give BT the playoff matchup, and he's gonna tell me who gets knocked out. You're locked into the BetQL Network.